0: Footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mab Sky. Good evening, and welcome to your nightmares. And to another episode of your favorite horror podcast, Dark Softly Tales, this is your host, Mav. And tonight, I'm rather excited to present a story written by one of the greatest storytellers of all time, at least in my opinion, Ray Bradbury. I was lucky enough to stumble upon this story in the public domain which there aren't many of us there, trust me, I've searched. Tonight's story is called Asleep in Armageddon, which was first published in Planet Stories back in 1948. The title was originally Perchance to Dream, stolen by a line of Shakespeare and Hamlet that goes, To die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in this sleep of death, what dreams may come. It's a sci-fi, and boy does it remind me of H.P. Lovecraft, but with Bradbury's charming voice. I'm going to warn you all that there is a ton of weird voices in this story, making a lot of different sounds. This was quite the feat for me, and I don't know if I pulled it off, but I sure tried. If you feel a little schizophrenic after listening to this, it's not you. It's the story. I was joking with my kids that I was narrating so many voices that I felt like I should start calling myself Legion, for we are many. They didn't think that was too funny. No demon jokes for mom. (laughs) All right. All right, but you have been warned. Another little reminder is that this story has a lot of breaks, in the text so if there's two seconds of silence just know that that is a break and we are going to another scene this is a two-part story um since it's quite a bit longer so just be sure to tune in next week for the fun finale now let's picture a world a little like ours but not quite you've just crashed your rocket ship but amazingly you can breathe and have radioed for help which is on its way. And then you hear something close by. Or did you? Perhaps the sound was in your mind, but it wasn't your voice. Or was it? Don't worry. I've got your hand. We can handle this planet together. There is nothing to be afraid of. Is there? Sleep in Armageddon by Ray Bradbury. You don't want death, and you don't expect death. Something goes wrong. Your rocket tilts in space. A planetoid jumps up. Blackness. Movement. Hands over the eyes. A violent pulling back of available power in the four jets. The crash. The darkness. In the darkness, the senseless pain. In the pain, the nightmare. He was not unconscious. Name. Name. Your name. What's your name? Name. Asked the hidden voices. Sale, he replied in whirling nausea. Leonard Sale... Occupation. Occupation. What's your occupation? Occupation. Spaceman, he cried, alone in the night. Welcome, welcome, Welcome. said the voices. Welcome. 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 They faded. He stood up in the wreckage of his ship. It lay like a folded, tattered garment around him. The sun rose, and it was morning. Sale pried himself out of the small airlock and stood breathing the atmosphere. Luck. Sheer luck. The air was breathable. An instant's checking showed him that he had two months' supply of food with him. Fine, fine. And this, he fingered at the wreckage. Miracle of miracles. The radio was intact. He stuttered out the message on descending key. Crashed on Planetoid 787. Sail. Send help. Sail. Send help. Hello, Sail. This is Adams of Marsport, sending rescue ship Logothorium. We'll arrive in Planetoid 787 in six days. Hang on. Sail did a little dance. It was simple as that. One crashed. One had food, one radioed for help, and help came. "'La!' he clapped his hands. The sun rose and was warm. He felt no sense of mortality. Six days would be no time at all. He would eat, he would read, he would sleep. He glanced at his surroundings. No dangerous animals, a tolerable oxygen supply. What more could one ask for? Beans and bacon was the answer. The happy smell of breakfast filled the air. After breakfast, he smoked a cigarette slowly, deeply, blowing out. He nodded contentedly. What a life. Not a scratch on him. Luck. Sheer luck. His head nodded. Sleep, he thought. Good idea. Forty winks. Plenty of time to sleep. Take it easy. Six whole long luxurious days. Of idling and philosophizing Insanity sleep. came in to take him He stretched him. himself out the Tucked his arm under his head And shut his eyes Insanity came in to take him The voices whispered Sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep, sleep Said the voice Sleep, uh, sleep, sh- sleep. he opened his eyes the voices stopped everything was normal he shrugged he shut his eyes casually fitfully he settled his long body (sighs) sang the voices far away Sing the voices. Sing the voices. Sing the voices. sang the voices. A bee ran through his brain. He sat up. He shook his head. He put his hands to his ears. He blinked at the crashed ship, hard metal. He felt the solid rock under his fingers. He saw the real sun warming the sky. Let's try sleeping on our back, he thought. He adjusted himself, lying back down, his watch ticked on his wrist. The blood burned in his veins. Sleep. 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 Sing the voices. Sing the voices. Sing the voices. Blood tapped in his ears. The sound of the wind rising. Mine, mine. Said a voice. Mine, 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 mine. mine. No, mine, mine. Said another voice. No, mine, 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 he's mine. Hours, oh, hours, 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 hours. And hours, and hours. Saying ten voices. It's ours his fingers twitched his jaws spasmed his eyelids jerked at last at last sang a high voice now now the long time the waiting over over it's over sang the high voice over and over, at last. It was like being under sea, Green songs, green visions, green time. Bubbled voices drowning in deep liquors of sea tide. Far-away choruses chanting senseless rhymes. Leonard's sail stirred in agony. Mine, mine, cried a loud voice. mine, mine. Shrieked another. Hours. 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 Shrieked the chorus. The din of metal. The crash of sword. The conflict. The battle. The fight. The war. All of it exploding. His mind fiercely torn apart. He leapt up, screaming. The landscape melted and flowed. A voice said, I am Tyel of Rathalar, proud Tyel, Tyel of the Blood Mound and the Death Drum, Tyel of Rathalar, killer of men. I am Eor of Wendelo, wise Eor, destroyer of infidels. The chorus chanted, And we the warriors, we the steel, we the warriors, we the red blood rushing, the red blood falling, the red blood steaming in the sun. Leonard Sale staggered under the burden. Go away, he cried. Leave me, in God's name, leave me. shrieked the high sound of steel hot on steel silence he stood with the sweat boiling out of him he was trembling so violently he could not stand insane he thought absolutely insane raving insane insane he jerked the food kit open did something to a chemical packet. Hot coffee was ready in an instant. He mouthed it, spilled gushes of it down his shirt. He shivered. He sucked in raw gulps of breath. Let's be logical, he thought, sitting down heavily. The coffee seared his tongue. No record of insanity in the family for 200 years. All healthy, well-balanced. No reason for insanity now. Shock? Well, silly. No shock. I'm to be rescued in six days. No shock to that. No danger. Just an ordinary planetoid. Ordinary, ordinary place. No reason for insanity. I'm sane. Oh? cried a small, metal voice within. An echo, fading. Yeah! he cried beating his fists together, sane. Somewhere, a vanishing laughter. He whirled about. Shut up, you! He cried. We didn't say anything, said the mountains. We didn't say anything, said the sky. We didn't say anything Said the wreckage. All right then, he said, swaying. See that you don't. Everything was normal. The pebbles were getting hot. The sky was big and blue. He looked at his fingers and saw the way the sun burned on every black hair. He looked at his boots and the dust on them. Suddenly, he felt very happy because he made a decision. I won't go to sleep, he thought. I'm having nightmares, so why sleep? There's your solution. He made a routine. From nine o'clock in the morning, which was this minute, until 12, he would walk around and see the planetoid. He would write on a pad with a yellow pencil, everything he saw. Then, he would sit down and open a can of oily sardines and some canned fresh bread with good butter on it. From 12.30 until 4, he would read nine chapters of War and Peace. He took the book from the wreckage and laid it where he might find it later. There was a book of T.S. Eliot's poetry, too. That might be nice. Supper would come at 5.30, And then, from six until ten, he would listen to the radio from Earth. There would be a couple of bad comedians telling jokes, and a bad singer singing some song, and the latest news flashes, signing off at midnight with a U.N. anthem. After that, he felt sick. "'I'll play solitaire until dawn,' he thought. "'I'll sit up and drink hot black coffee and play solitaire. "'No cheating.' Until sunrise. Ho ho, he thought. What did you say? He asked himself. I said, ha ha ha. He replied, Some time you'll have to sleep. I'm wide awake, he said. Liar he retorted enjoying the conversation i feel fine he said hypocrite he replied i'm not afraid of the night or sleep or anything he said very funny he said he felt bad he wanted to sleep and the fact that he was afraid of sleep made him want to lie down all the more and shut his eyes and curl up. Comfy cozy? Asked his ironic sensor. I'll just walk and look at the rocks and the geological formations and think how good it is to be alive, he said. Ye gods! Cried his censor. William Sororion, you'll go on, he thought. Maybe one day, maybe one night, but what about the next night, and the next, and the next? Can you stay awake all that time for six nights until the rescue ship comes? Are you that good, that strong? The answer was, no. What are you afraid of? I don't know. Those voices. Those sounds. But they can't hurt you. Can they? They might. You've got to face them sometime. But must I? Brace it up, old man. Chin up. And all that rot. He sat down on the hard ground he felt very much like crying. He felt as if life was over, and he was entering new and unknown territory. It was such a deceiving day, with the sun warm. Physically, he felt able and well. One might fish on a day such as this, or pick flowers or kiss a woman or anything. But in the midst of a lovely day, what did one get? Death. Well, hardly that. Death, he insisted. He lay down and closed his eyes. He was tired of messing around. All right, he thought. If you are death, come and get me. I want to know what all this damned nonsense is about. Death came. Said a voice. Yes, I know, said Leonard Sale, lying there. But what else? (sighs) I know that, also, said Leonard irritably. He turned cold. His mouth hung open wildly. I am Tyel of Rathalar, killer of men. And I am Eor of Windelow, destroyer of infidels. What is this place? Asked Leonard Sale, struggling against horror. Once Once a a mighty mighty planet. planet, said Tyel of Rathalar. Once a place of battles said Eor of Wendelow. Now dead, dead said Tyel. Now silent said Eor until, until you came said Tyel To give us life again said Eor. But you're dead. Insisted Leonard Sale. flush, writhing. You're nothing but the empty wind. Ah, but we live through you. And we fight through you. Fight through you. So that's it, thought Leonard Sale. I'm to be a battleground, am I? Are you friends? Enemies, cried Eeyore. Bow. Enemies cried Tyel. Leonard smiled a rixal smile. He felt ghastly. How long have you waited? He demanded. How long, How long is time? time? Um uh, ten thousand years? Hmm. Perhaps. Oh, uh ten million years? Hmm, perhaps. What are you? Thoughts? Spirits? Ghosts? All of those. And more. Intelligences? Precisely. E, e-, 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 e- Sang e- the chorus e- far away. <sighs> Sing another army, waiting to fight. Once upon a time, this was fertile land, a rich planet, and there were two nations, strong nations, led by two strong men, I, Eor, and he, that one who calls himself Dial. And the planet declined and gave way to nothingness. The peoples and the armies languished in the midst of a great war which Which had lasted 5,000 years.
1: We We lived long long
0: lives, and loved long long loves, drank much, slept much, much, fought much. And when the the planet planet died, our our bodies bodies withered. withered, And only in time, and and with with much science, did we survive. Survive, wondered Leonard Sale, "'but there is nothing of you.' "'Our minds, fool, our minds. "'What is a body without a mind?' "'What is a mind without a body?' (laughs) laughed Leonard Sale. "'I've got you there. Admit it. I've got you.' "'True,' said a cruel voice. "'One is useless, lacking the other. "'But survival is survival.' even when unconscious. The mind of our nations, through science, through wonder, survived. But without senses, lacking eyes, ears, lacking touch and smell and the rest. Lacking all those, yes. We were vapors, merrily, for a long time. Until today. And now I am here, thought Leonard Sale you are here, said the voice, to give substance to our mentalities, to give us our needed body. I'm only one, thought Sail. Nevertheless, you are abuse. Ah, he resents our intrusion. Did you hear him, Eeyore? He resents... Ha! As if he had a right to resent. Be careful, warned Sail. I'll blink my eyes and you'll be gone, phantoms. I'll wake up and rub you out. But you'll have to sleep again sometime, cried Eeyore. And when you do, we'll be here, waiting and waiting and waiting for you. What do you want? Solidity. Mass. Sensation. Again. You can't both have it. We'll fight that out between us. A hot clamp twisted his skull. It was as if a spike had been thrust and beaten down between the bivalvular halves of his brain. Now it was terribly clear. Horribly, magnificently clear. He was their universe. The world of his thoughts. His brain, his skull, divided into two camps, that of Eor and that of Tael. They were using him. Pennets flung up on a pink mine sky. Brass shields caught the sun. Gray animals shifted and came rushing and bristling tides of swords, plume, and trumpet. E- the rushing... The roaring. Now! 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 The whirling. Uh. Ten thousand men hurtled across the small hidden stage. Ten thousand men floated on the shellacked inner ball of his eye. 10,000 javelins hissed between the small bone holes of his head. 10,000 jeweled guns exploded. 10,000 voices chanted in his ears. Now his body was riven and extended, shaken and rolled. He was screaming, writhing. The plates of his skull threatened to burst asunder. The gambling, the shrilling as... Across blown plains of mind and continent of inner marrow, through gullies of vein, downhills of artery, over rivers of melancholy, came armies and armies. One army, two armies. Swords flashed in the sun, bearing down upon each other. Fifty thousand minds, snatching, scrambling, cutting at him, demanding, using... In a moment, the hard collision, one army on another, the rush, the blood, the sound, the fury, the death, the insanity. Like symbols, the armies struck. He leapt up, raving. He ran across the desert. He ran and ran and did not stop running. He sat down and cried. He sobbed until his lungs ached. He cried very hard and long. Tears ran down his cheeks into his upraised, trembling fingers. "'God, God, help me, oh God, help me,' he said. And all was normal again. To be continued...